Good to have you back and glad you're on board today. Thanks to our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. They are a big supporter of the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. And I can't say it enough. If you are a motorcyclist or know somebody who is, please, please, please pass it along to them. Go to uh, Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. You can also find it over on uh, over on Instagram as well. Uh, and uh, see the details, and you can scan the QR code. You can get pre-registered. Yesterday, we got uh, some additional bottles of bourbon that were added to one of the pre-registration prize packages, and they're now complete, one of them being a good bottle of Buffalo Trace. Another one is uh, a Kentucky bourbon that is like um, uh, it's extremely good. It's a two hundred dollar bottle of bourbon, but uh, it, God, I got to think of the name of it. It's downstairs. I have to have to take a look. But uh, really good stuff. So not only is it a, a bourbon whiskey cigar package, but there's also a weekend getaway to the Four Seasons Island Resort and some dinners and champagne and such. And then, obviously, there's the other package that is the package to go see the Packers and the Bears open up the NFL season down in Chicago. Uh, and that is going to take place where we're going to put you up for the weekend, uh, the Saturday night stay, down at the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk Hotel. Two tickets to the Packers-Bears game. And, uh, and then you get to kind of, you know, hang with us a little bit down there. So we're going to have a fun time down in Chicago as well. So some really good pre-registration prize packages, not to mention it's all for a very worthy cause. It's uh, Fisher House, Wisconsin, for veterans, military members, their families, when they need it the most, when they're receiving treatment at the VA. It's kind of like a Ronald McDonald House for military families uh, to be with their loved ones in a time of need. So please come out and support this and uh, ride with us. And if you can get pre-registered, we would love that. And we're still going to have, a, you know, people always ask and wait for the weather, but we have the party regardless. So it's, it's still going to be a tremendous thing. It's still going to be a lot of fun. And But we've never, knock on wood, never been rained out. So we always uh, pray for good weather, and we've been blessed over the years, very much so. Been blessed over the years. So please come out and support us, and thanks to our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino because they are going to have the dealers that are going to volunteer to deal the cards at the end of the motorcycle ride. So looking forward to that as well. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. That's the phone number. Hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Grant, uh, at Wisco Grant over on Twitter as well, if you want to get a hold of Grant Bills. Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show, The Bill Michaels Show. On Instagram, Facebook, go to Facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels Show. You can find us on YouTube, Twitch, and Kick TV apps. Simply Bill Michaels Show on all of those. Uh, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Same thing for the website, thebillmichaels.com. The app is WOZN, The Zone Madison, and then you can listen after the fact on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and Google Podcasts as well. Uh, so now that you've heard Matt LaFleur, you've heard Brian Goodekinst, You've heard him speak. You heard a little bit from Mark Murphy there. We've covered it all. So now your thoughts. Anything. Now your thoughts. 877-867-1670. I got some emails I do want to get to. Uh, This one's from Jacob who says, 
Uh, listening to Matt LaFleur speak, it's a lot of cliches. He's not really saying anything. I feel bad for him because he w- doesn't want to tell us anything at this point, nor give any indications to any of his guys in the locker room as to what he's thinking. Right now he's just trying to get into camp and trying to get the young guys up to speed. Pretty much. You're pretty much dead on the money. 100% agree. However, there were some things in there that were relatively interesting. He did not want to answer the question about the offensive line. He told us in concept what he wants to see out of Jordan Love and the consistency in getting better. He did talk about the depth at safety. Uh, He did give us an indication that Rashawn Gary and Stokes, they had planned on putting them on the pup the entire time. They can pull them off whenever. They're hoping both, not one, but both can join them throughout training camp, which was incredibly encouraging. So, there, there was some things there that you could kind of grab onto and say, okay, uh, you know, I kind of kind of see some of the uh, the wheels turning and the thought process. And, and like I said, with Jordan Love, there's a lot of things he said he wanted to see. Better every day, getting better every day, having command, more re- repetitions so he can get more of a, uh, of a grasp of, and knowledge of the concept, whether it's through the joint practices or in preseason. There's a balance between preseason – how many snaps you actually want to take, and then putting yourself in harm's way. And also, he can't take every rep and every snap in preseason because he also says there's, you know, you don't want to wear them out. You don't want to wear out the arm before you get to the regular season. So there's a lot of uh, of charting, a lot of balance, a lot of conditioning that has to go into this. So, I, and I do think it's rather interesting that, you know, the uh, the offensive line, they feel is has has great depth and is going to be one of the strengths. They Brian Gutekinds believes the trenches are going to be their strength, and specifically noted a guy like Caleb Jones who can play, and he's low on a depth chart. That tells you how how strongly they feel about their offensive line, and um, then he gave us the wink and the nod when it was asked about you know does the division feel different now not being the team that's being chased, and he said basically. Who says we won't be with confidence? And then also there was a lot of talks about uh, a lot of talk about Alex Magoo, the uh, quarterback that they just brought in. So now they have four quarterbacks in camp, and Alex Magoo coming out of his season as an MVP, uh, not necessarily as a veteran, but as a guy that can play. So he's you know going and immersing himself right now in you know the football playbook that is Matt Lafleur, um, but they feel like he could be a worthy backup now. We'll have to see what happens, you know, throughout camp and who he plays with. Is he playing with uh, the twos or is he playing with the fours and the fives? Just getting some mop-up duty or what, but we'll see what Alex Magoo can do as well. So there's some of the thoughts. 877-867-1670, Let's go to John listening to us in Madison. John, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. Um I was just curious, um, you probably hit on it a little bit, but since Jordan Love has been there for three years, and I hope he's been looking at the playbooks for those three years, uh, you might have hit on it uh, previously, but what concepts does he really have to, are are there a lot of concepts he has to consider, or, um, you know, what else does he have to learn? I think what he's talking about, and that's a great question. Maybe I need more clarity on that. appreciate the phone call. I think what he's talking about is the the defensive concepts that need to be thrown at him. 
he needs to learn the concepts in certain things in certain situations as a starter you're going to see different concepts different defenses thrown at you he has not been somebody that has studied every defense because he necessarily hasn't had to and he certainly hasn't faced them now he does as Aaron Rodgers backup you do want to pay attention obviously to everything that Rodgers is looking for right you want to be able to look you know and and look at the all 22 you want to be able to look at the pictures you want to be able to see the concept they're running at you but until you're the starter you don't have that overall feel for it so I think that's what they're talking about he hasn't seen all the concepts because what they're talking about is all the concepts that defensive coordinators are going to draw up to stop him and this team. So that very good question, and I probably should have given more clarity on it, but I think that's what they're talking about, more so than anything. 877-867-1670. Some interesting breaking news from the Bleacher Report saying that Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA, they are, quote, working towards a four-game suspension over recruiting violations. Ross Dellinger, he, uh, he's a college football writer with Yahoo Sports, and uh, he also works with the Bleacher Report. He's reporting this, that uh, the NCAA in Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are working towards a four-game suspension because of recruiting violations. Interesting. Interesting. 877-867-1670, And also, Illinois football put out, welcome to the family, Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard, senior football analyst on Brett Bielema's staff. Jim Leonard going to Illinois. So there you go. That's petty from Brett Bielema. So much to the point where I actually almost kind of get a kick out of it (laughs) yeah yep but uh, they posted it he is the senior football analyst and they've got him in a hat that is the the orange and blue so i'm gonna throw that out there too but how about jim harbaugh man Uh, the possible suspension for four games for jim harbaugh oof uh let's go to rich listening to us in De pier rich how you doing today man what's going on Hey, Bill, how you doing today? Good. What you thinking? Say, I, I got, I'm got. i trying to figure out my expectations for Jordan Love this year, and I keep going back to what the 49ers did with Brock Purdy last year. Uh, this guy was drafted last in the league. He made the team barely as a third stringer. He didn't have three years to understand the concepts of the offense and what other teams are trying to do to him, and this young man took them right to the, to the championship, one game away from the Super Bowl. And I just don't understand. I mean, I, I think my expectations are if Brock Purdy can do that, uh, we should have a fairly decent expectation of what Jordan Love can do after being in the system for three years. And is that accurate or am I missing something here? No, I, I, I get it. I uh, Brock Purdy came in as Mr. Irrelevant. And but, but then, then again, the personnel on that team versus the personnel on the Green Bay Packers are a little bit different. That I'll give you. Sure. But, no, I mean, you, you have certain expectations. Brock Purdy came in and did an admirable job and, and you know, performed, did everything he needed to do in that concept. Now, granted, they also say that Shanahan was a very, you know, in nine games, very uh, complimentary guy to make sure that he was put in the best position to be successful. But Brock Purdy, he had a 67, if I'm not mistaken, completion percentage and a quarterback rating 
of 107.3, and he threw the ball 170 times. And if I'm not mistaken, also he had 13 touchdowns and only four picks. So, uh, absolutely, I, I, I look. I, I've said all along that this whole thing with expectations for six and seven games coming out of Mark Murphy may be a little unrealistic because everybody wants to give him two and three years. But I thought, you know, this guy's been in the system. We've seen him throw. You saw him throw against Kansas City. You saw him throw against Detroit. You saw him throw against Philadelphia. Now he's going to get five or six games that is not overwhelmingly stiff competition. You just want to be able to get through the first five or six games and either have a 500 or a winning record and not be throwing the ball away unless, of course, your defense has given up a ton of points. But win some games and figure out if this guy can win. Brock Purdy proved that he could win. Now, he had amazing talent around him. But because, I mean, when you take into Debo Samuel and Kittle, the run game they had, the defense that gave him the ball back, I mean, he could make mistakes. He could afford to just kind of wing it and do a few things because he knew the defense was rock solid. So he had that luxury. But I agree. Brock Purdy came in and appreciate the phone call. Brock Purdy had an admirable season last year and, and ex- performed extremely well in a, in a very short period of time. So, I, I, I look, the whole thing that we talk about going even back to Mike McCarthy was this Mike McCarthy quarterback school and what Mike McCarthy could do and how he could get guys up to speed and how he could coach quarterbacks. Now, Matt LaFleur, he's tasked with the same thing. This Matt LaFleur offense, the offshoot of the Shanahan offense, the offshoot of the McFay offense, all the information and all this stuff. And and then, you know, you got a guy like Jordan Love who's been in the system now three years and people want to say, wow, and, and make excuses for him. Well, COVID was a down year and then this and then that and then Rodgers and all the problems and all the drama and and he's uh, come on man I, I i've said all along i didn't have a lot of belief in jordan love i think he's going to be an average quarterback at best and we may find that out right away but this this thing where you've got to give him two and three years you either know you do or don't have a quarterback almost immediately you you just know it you can look at him and tell that's why the eyeball test like mark murphy said through the first half of the season you're going to kind of know i think it's unfair to judge his totality on a half a season. But I get what Mark Murphy's saying. But people in the business want to say, oh, no, you got to give him a year or two, and he has to do this, and has to, it's like, come on. Come on. Why do some guys go in and get it and succeed, and other guys take some three, four, five years to finally finally start to materialize? I, I Look, I, I've seen, coming out of Cincinnati, I saw enough bad quarterback play after Boomer Esiason was done to know whether a quarterback's got it or not. There was a couple flash in the pans, but beyond that, it was all crap. It was a giant steaming pant load for a long time. Then Andy Dalton kind of solidified things for a while, and then after the red rifle left, you got uh, Joe Burrow comes in and just he takes over, and, and you can tell that guy's got it. You could tell in his first few games that guy has it. You can tell. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water. Two great places, one great group of owners, uh, and both places are awesome. Uh, Smoke on the Water has been just a, a massive hit ever since it opened up. And uh, whether it's going over there and sitting on the deck and just watching the boats go by or going downstairs and checking out the music and all the different acts and the comedy and, and the plays and such that they put on over there, there's always something going on. Smoke on the Water on Okachi Lake right there on Wisconsin Avenue or on Hubertus in Hubertus is Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon. You can't go wrong with it. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Good to have you back. Hey, don't forget about our buddy Dwayne. Dwayne's covered all up in Wausau, and it's worth it to send him the information, ship anything up there, whatever it happens to be, whether it's a boat cover, travel trailer cover, awning, gym equipment, office furniture, you name it, he can do it. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, or call him, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119, whether it's an awning out in front of your business, uh, or you got office furniture that uh, rather than buying all new for everybody, everything works, it's just worn out. He can do that as well, um, you know, take care of that. Uh, even gym equipment. I've seen him do gym equipment before and uh, does it amazing. And rather than going out and buying new benches and stuff, which is extremely expensive, you just have the uh, the backs reupholstered, re-leathered, and you're good to go. But uh, go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Good stuff. Uh, Darren says, hey, Bill, does any part of you feel that the Packers offense is going to surprise us and be much better than projected? Love the show. Hmm. Do I feel it's going to surprise us? No. But here's what my hope is, okay? Um, There is potential, okay? Let's be honest. There's potential. When you look up and down the depth chart and you start to go, okay, look, you got a solid offensive line, no doubt. You got a good tandem at running back. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, hell, even, you know, you take, like, Patrick Taylor and company into consideration. Um, You got guys there that have been there, done that. So you've got good running backs, a good offensive line, an offensive line that can protect, an offensive line that you believe is deep. You've got a second-year guy where you're hoping they make that, that, that transition with Christian Watson, Romeo Dove, Samari Torre. Dontavian Wicks gives you some good catchability. Jaden Reed has come on and shown that he's he's pretty solid, at least in the OTAs and mini camps. Okay, so if it's Dobbs, Watson, Reed, and then suddenly let's say Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft, just they don't need to be great. Just catch some passes, move the sticks. You know, if you can get them up to speed along with, say, the guy that you wanted to use as, say, the Swiss Army knife and a guy like uh, Josiah DeGuara, or you can use as a blocker a guy like Tyler Davis at the tight end position. I think my hope is, my my expectation, if I'm going to bet, if I'm going to put money on it, no, I'm not going to say they're going to surprise anybody, but my hope is Christian Watson blows the lid off. Romeo Dubs has that relationship already as a go-to guy coming from Jordan Love, that we see good play action, we see a good run game, 
I'm not going to say a dominating offensive line at the line of scrimmage via the run game, but at least a, a, a line of scrimmage that is going to give you two or three yards, the benefit, so to speak. And then tight ends that move the sticks. So all of that, I think, can it happen? Absolutely it can happen. But it it still comes down to the execution of the quarterback. And I'm excited to see the the other, say, X factor, if you will, I, and I don't really want to go into the X factors, but the other factor in all of this would be Jordan Love's ability to run the football. You know? Jordan Love's ability to, to run the football and to be able to use his legs like we haven't seen in recent history, you know? Uh, he is going to be a young quarterback, we'll say, young experience-wise, that's going to go through a few growing pains, but the growing pains can't be persistent. And I know people keep telling me, oh, you know, well, you know, it, it's going to take a season. He's going to have these, you know, that's fine if it's different mistakes on different plays or different concepts and understanding it. But if you see the same thing over and over again, if you see a crossing pattern where he's late throwing the football, if you see out patterns where he's rolling out and you're getting those consistent wobble ducks, you know what I'm talking about? If it's the same mistakes or same inconsistencies over and over again, then you start to to say, "Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be the, the answer or not. So, uh, great question, though. Can they surprise? Do I expect them to? No. Can they? Yes. That I would agree with. Um, our buddy Derek uh, from Albany said, regarding today's Packers presser, good that uh, in the hot and humid time and necessitating hydration, Coach LaFleur stresses that so many situations are, quote, fluid. <laughs> this is true. That's a fluid situation. That that's fluid. You are right. Very cliche. Very cliche. One hundred percent. Uh Jimmy says after listening to Matt LaFleur speak, he really doesn't say much, does he? He doesn't give you much insight. He's just up there fielding questions just because he has to. Uh, other than the fact that Jordan Love is going to be the giant question mark coming into the season, what else do you see being a big question mark? Good question, Jimmy. I think your biggest question marks are obviously your wide receiver position, tight end position, uh, your safety position, and outside pass rush. Now, um, that's a lot of, quote, biggest question marks, but I think you feel like Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker are going to take the jump. I think you feel that you're pretty fortified in the trenches. I think T.J. Slayton being penciled in as a guy that's going to be a starter is a really good sign. You feel like you've gotten something out of him. Bolstering all of that with Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks and Jonathan Ford and such and having those guys back that you feel like you're fortified in the trenches now. Having a guy like Devondre Campbell step up and say, I'm ready for this season. Uh, Preston Smith, the same thing. You know, Quay Walker taking that jump. You know, I think all you're you're wondering now is who's going to be your other corner? You've got Keisha Nixon, you've got Rasul Douglas, Shamar Jean Charles, Carrington Valentine, you know, over at your corner. Uh, but you've got Stokes on the pup list, which you knew was going to happen. 
So you're a little thin there, but you're hoping that Stokes can come back. He can be ready to go at some point, And he returns at least close to the form that he was going back to his rookie season. Because if you have him, Rasul Douglas, and Jair, and then on top of it, Savage plays well, Rudy Ford plays well, Jonathan Owens plays well, Tavarius Moore plays well. You've got that depth at safety. Somebody emerges. Then it goes from being a question mark to a huge strength. But right now, those are probably some of your bigger question marks, i got to say. Uh, 877-867-1670. Bob is in Shano. Bob, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Not much, buddy. I appreciate the line, Bill. Hey, I'm hoping that you can give me some clarity on something here. You know, we've all heard what Murphy said yesterday in his comments, and the only thing that I, I read out of that when he said, well, at least a half a season, he leaves mm-hmm. himself open, uh, maybe a season or whatever. You know, he just left it open. He just said at least a, ha- a half a season. Right. But the, the, the issue I have, Bill, or not issue, but the, the, the problem I'm having is, is that Murphy hired Gudikins. Gudikins drafted Love. Mm-hmm. And then you got Gudikins today at the presser saying, well, you know, who, who says we're not going to be the, 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 the hunted here? And, and right. I get it. I get it. But here's my, here's my thing. When you have Murphy make those comments, and, and by the way, just for the record, maybe you can help me out. I'll try to Jerry Jones. What owner or CEO comments that specifically about a position player? I, I, I can't remember. I mean, there's always been a few with like Al Davis and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, anyway, it, it, my point here, Bill, is that I think it muddies up the message because you're not talking to one voice. You've got one guy that's yesterday, half, half the damn planet was saying, well, see, he doesn't even buy into love. And then you got Gudikins today saying, hey, who know who who you know who knows what what it's going to look like, and I think it undermines Gudikins's credibility to a degree. But I don't understand the the offset here between these two and how they're viewing the same team. It's like a guy that sees a car accident and another guy that sees it and says, "No, it happened that way." And mm-hmm. I'm a little confused by that. So anyway, I'm going to hang up. I want to hear. How okay. uh, how you kind of clean that up for me, okay? Okay. No, no problem. Uh, a couple of things. First of all, I know that Jeffrey Laurie spoke uh, with uh, Philadelphia. I know that Mike Brown smo- spoke with Cincinnati uh, media. Uh, we know that Jerry Jones, Mark Davis spoke as well um, with uh, their local media. Uh, the difference is that, remember, this is a people-owned team. So most of the time it's general managers and head coaches, but this is the time of year when the owners will speak. Robert Kraft spoke as well. So owners do speak. It just doesn't make as big a headlines. Uh, the Packers obviously are coming off of the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, so the world was paying attention to see if anything negative was going to be said or any drama was going to be spewed via Aaron Rodgers. So I understand why we were all listening. Um, but, I, I think Mark Murphy, being a former player, has an insight into that as well. He's not just a businessman who owns a team. He's a former player, too. And because of the circumstance and the setup in Green Bay, it's just different than many other franchises, rather than being just a, an owner who just gives money and sits back and does nothing. Um, so it is different. And when you say giving him a half a season or leaving that window open, I... 
I think Mark has an opinion. I think Goody has an opinion. I don't think either one is derogatory. I think they all say basically the same thing. We are on a wait-and-see basis. Some may give a little bit, you know, further um, timeline than the other. But I think they're all saying the same thing. We, we, we're we waiting to see more. we got to see consistency. we got to see him win. We want to see him get better every day as a starter. They don't, they're not qualifying that statement by saying as a starter because we're saying all this, and it should happen anyway. It, it should just happen because he's been there in that system for such a long time. But I think what everybody has to realize is then fill in the blank after the statement is made as a starter as the, the main quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. So I, I think it's all legit. I don't really have a lot of argument with any of it, but I do try to listen to what each expectation or each piece of knowledge is and what their opinion of that piece of knowledge happens to be. And I think that's where it becomes incredibly fascinating. Uh, we're going to switch over to Brewers for just a short period of time because we got our buddy Chuck Freeman coming up. Chuck's going to, from the uh, Lockdown Brewers podcast, we'll talk with him about this big win last night and about Sal Freelich, about the young guys, about Jesse Winker, about Christian Yelich on the tear. All of that stuff is coming up. Stay tuned. Hey, uh, by the way, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Land and Stone Realty. Lisa Lee Ortel, if you're in Racine County, Kenosha County, Walworth County, Milwaukee County, Waukesha County, she can help you. And she specializes in VA loans. And she is a certified condo specialist. Get a hold of our girl, Lisa Lee Ortel, 414-617-6798, 414-617-6798. Buying, selling, rental properties, whatever it happens to be, 414-617-6798. Ask for Lisa. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. the program good to have you the bill michaels show uh we continue on hey don't forget about another great veteran-owned company right here in our own backyard and that is burn pit barbecue burn pit bbq.com that is burn pit bbq.com and so many of you have tried it and enjoyed it liked it and uh, in addition to that you have uh, stuck with them and made them one of the best uh, veteran-owned companies not just here in our own backyard but uh, across the the country so uh, thanks to you as they continue to say thanks to you. But also, uh, don't forget, you can continue to, um, you know, continue to check them out and uh, go to burnpitbbq.com, burnpitbbq.com. That's burnpitbbq.com. And whether it's hot sauces, the rubs, uh, or the, uh, you know, just the, the barbecue sauce in general, it's all just fantastic. So check it out. Again, go to burnpitbbq.com. That's burnpitbbq.com. Com. Our buddy Chuck, Chuck Freeman from the uh, Lockdown Brewers podcast. He's on the line. Chucker, how you been, pal? Boy, when I get uh, really warm, steamy days like this, I think of our times over in the, in down in Lake Geneva. You know, you got the pool down yep. there. You got the golf courses. I mean, this is like the perfect week to be down there. Yep, no doubt about it. And then uh, sitting back, barbecuing, catching a Brewers game, hopefully watching a Brewers win. Uh, coming off oh, the golf yeah. course, nasty, stank, and sweaty. <laughs> so oh, I completely absolutely. get it. 
Uh, Chuck, so last night, huge win, uh, and you get Christian Yelich with the walk-off base knock, but this team, as of late, has been scoring runs late in ball games to win ball games. Is this thing all of a sudden, before our very eyes, starting to come together? Well, you know, they still had problems with runners in scoring position last night. They were 2-16 with guys on <clears throat> in scoring position, and in, in a, if they had lost that game, we'd have a, a different conversation. We'd be talking about, well, once again, the offense didn't come to play, but you know, Yelly comes up with that base hit, and they string together three straight base runners there in the bottom of the ninth inning to come through. But, man, they missed so many opportunities. Uh, I saw this on Twitter last night, and I echoed this, and I think this is echoed by Brewer fans everywhere. Um, I love the Milwaukee Brewers, but I hate watching them because sometimes they're painful to watch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I agree. The, the when you look at the the start of Sal Freelick and then the young guys on this team, you know Bryce Terang and then Joey Weimer in center, and you know it's been great. There's a lot of great stories, a lot of fun stories, good defensive stories. You know some struggles, obviously, but what as you now kind of eat down, we got what six days, seven days left until the trade deadline. What are you going after if you're the Brewers, even though you've got a lot of youth and a lot of excitement? Well. Uh, even though Frelick is doing a great job so far through three games, we, you know, we, I think everybody was all in when the rookies started off the season with a bang and this team got off to a 15-6 start. Remember, it's not going to be all that easy. Frelick's going to go through some, you know, he's he's the rage of right now, but let's let's still think about a right fielder. Let's still think about a first baseman. Let's still think about a third baseman. Those spots there. And, you know, Frelick, nice Nice job doing well defensively up there, but that's not going to preclude me from adding at any one of those three positions. You know, we're talking about, you know, guys in this batting order, most of the guys are hitting right around 200. And, and you know, pitching is going to make an adjustment to Fralick, just like the, how pitching made in a major league pitching made an adjustment to Weimer and Terang and all those guys when they first came up. Um, you know, the Freelick, it's not going to be smooth sailing for him. He's going to have his moments where he's going to have to readjust as well. So, but I, I, I still like three guys, three positions that they need to go after. Uh, it's just a matter of what ammunition are we willing to give up. And, you know, do you give it up for controllable talent that is, you know, guys who are under contract or, you know, uh, one of those CC Sabathia things where you have an expiring contract and you get a rent a player? The the whole premise of getting a bat, now I, I know when you talk about whether you get a first baseman, a third baseman, an outfielder, is there a preference, Chuck, or is it just you just need to get a bat? I just think you need a few bats, Bill. I just think there's uh... – oh, We lost Chuck. Chuck's breaking up really bad. Let's do this. Let's put him on hold and see if we can't get him back and uh, see if we can get him get him back in a little bit better better situation because uh, that was that was breaking up pretty bad. Yeah, the question is, what are you going to get? Are you going to get a <laughs> are you going to get a a first base bat? Are you getting a DH bat? Are you getting numerous or just one? Are you relying then upon getting one bat and bringing back better pitching and such? I mean, you know what 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 are you going to go after? And what is how? And the other question is, I guess, how committed are you to going for it? You know what I mean? That's the other question. How committed are you to going for it? If it's just going to be a bat, is a bat really going to be enough? 
You know, I, I, I think that's what it is. Uh, we got Chuck back on the line. So, Chuck, you had said you probably need numerous bats. How the, the question to me is how committed are the Brewers going to be to really kind of going for it? Are they going to get numerous bats, or is it just going to be, hey, we believe Woodruff's coming back, maybe Ashby's coming back, we're going to have some depth in the pitching staff, and we'll just get one bat and see where things lie. It's, it's how committed they are to getting a bat or numerous bats, right? Yeah, and what they want to give up. Do they want to give up? Uh, some of their prospects because, you know, to get something, you got to give up something. You can't just say, well, we'll get one of these prospects. We'll get a, we'll, we'll, we'll trade you Jesse Winker. You know, that's just, that's just oh, can we trade? Does Jesse, I see on Twitter today, well, does Jesse Winker have any trade value? Um, you know, no, you got to give up some prospects. That's the whole key of this whole thing. You're going to have to give up some prospects uh, and, and who that is. You know, you don't want to give up the Mizorowskis. You don't want to give up a Freilich or Garrett Mitchell or any of their top guys here. Uh, maybe a lower level guy, but I, God, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far all in because the future is very bright with these young guys in this organization. Chuck, talk about Jesse Winker for a minute. What do you do with him? Do you just cut him loose once things begin to settle, or what? You know, ironically, he's been a pretty good pinch hitter. Uh, he's 5 of 12 coming off the bench with a couple of walks. So he's been pretty good as a pinch hitter role. And last night in the media when we talked to him, he, he said, you know, I, 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 my role going forward is probably going to be as a pinch hitter. He knows that. He's had a terrible year. So they may just keep him around as a roster spot for that left-handed bet off the bench because that's the role he seems to excel in right now. But playing every day as, as a DH hitting 199, on a spot where you could just throw somebody in there and get production, 199 as a DH, that's just not going to do it. Man, you got to do better in that spot. The uh, the pitching staff uh, gets good word that Woodruff has thrown. He went up to Triple A or went up to a Single A, uh, up with the Timber Rattlers. He's going to throw yet again. No pain. Good news. Uh, I mean, as a Brewers fan, I'm I'm completely excited. You add him into that rotation. Uh, God, you can get Wade Miley back maybe, and all of a sudden you got Miley who was throwing well, Woodruff who can come back and hopefully add something, Peralta, Burns is throwing well. All of a sudden you go from a team that might be a little bit questionable to a team that's extremely strong via arms and good defensively. Maybe you just string a few hits together and you're going to find yourself deep in the postseason. That's my level of optimism right now. Yeah, I was, I was just kind of chuckling on Saturday when I saw that Woodruff, when he went up to Appleton, he was throwing 97. Imagine a single-A hitter stepping in the box for the first time against <laughs> a major league all-star who's throwing right. 97 with that ball bouncing all over the place. <laughs> right. So that was, I thought that was kind of funny. But, yeah, you know, they're going to get Woodruff back. It's been longer than expected because when he first went down in April, we, we were told, well, late June. But he's had a few setbacks along the way. And, you know, I'm, until he's back, he seemed to be strong. In fact, he threw a couple of more pitches in the bullpen after his uh, after his uh, appearance on Saturday. So he needs to continue to get strong, get there. He says he feels good. Um, but, I mean, 97 tells me he's ready. You just got to stretch him out and get, get okay, him here, starters. Okay, here's the, here's the big question. We got about a minute, minute or two left. So next week when you and I talk, that's a trade deadline. What what does this week hold for you? I mean, what do you you're, you're you're sitting there, you're waiting for news. What does this week hold for you? I think this, these things go right down to the wire. You know, I think it's going to go right up to the August first. Uh, you know, I just I don't expect any blockbuster moves. You know, they're not going to not going to go out and get themselves an Otani or 
any of the big names out there. There's probably some secondary guys. I was telling Grant last week, I like C.J. Crone uh, from the Rockies. I, I really like him. You know, whether he's available, that's another story. But uh, I, I think there's, you know, there's some secondary guys you can get. But it's the Milwaukee Brewers. It's a smaller market. They're not going to, they're not going to dive completely in for, um, you know, a big name that they're going to have to, uh, you know, say goodbye to once October comes around. Chuck, if they want to hear you, find you, where do they do it? Oh, thanks, Bill. Uh, Amazon, Google, Spotify, uh, Apple. We're on all those audio downloads. Go to uh, YouTube. Go to Locked On Brewers. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that little bell, and you're going to be on Locked On Brewers. And we, we're there Monday through Friday, giving 30 minutes of brewer content today, Bill. There you have it. Good stuff as always, Chucker. Be good. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Chuck Freeman. Chucker. He's uh, joining us, uh, joined us on the program. Always good to get him on. Always good to chat a little bit of Rouge baseball, and he comes on weekly at this particular point in time. So let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Hey, some uh, news stories other than Packers and Brewers today. Uh, it is uh, Jim Harbaugh and the University of Michigan, along with the NCAA, negotiating a four-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh. Uh, apparently some recruiting violations and inappropriate uh, contact with recruits. And uh, not inappropriate in the sense of touching or anything. Uh, it was more like he's not allowed to meet with him at certain times and in certain places, and he did anyway. So they are talking about a four-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh to uh, start off the season. Uh, my assumption is they're trying to negotiate it through the first four games. Therefore, it really wouldn't impact too much of the Big Ten season. Uh, so that's probably first and foremost. In the meantime, you've got LeBron James's son, Bronny, who yesterday collapsed at USC practice and apparently had a heart attack, had a cardiac arrest. The family says, uh, family spokesperson says that uh, they, he's resting comfortably. He is out of the ICU, uh, the, just to respect the privacy and such. But uh, LeBron James's son having a heart attack yesterday at uh, USC's basketball practice. And then uh, other basketball news today, the Celtics' Jalen Brown uh, agrees to the Supermax the richest contract in NBA history, five years, $304 million, a $60 million a year man, five years, $304 million, million with an M, man. For reference, Bill, the salary cap in 2015 was $63 million per team. Jalen Brown's going to make $69 million per year right. at the end of this contract. So just It's just yeah. crazy. Just crazy. Uh, the amount of money that's uh, in the NBA and being pumped into it and the television deals and such, and just unbelievable. Um, so those are some of the headlines today. Harbaugh negotiating a four-year or it's four-year, a four-game suspension with the NCAA. Uh, LeBron James' son, Bronny, 
collapsed yesterday, had a heart attack at USC practice, uh, is resting in the hospital. And Jalen Brown, five years, $304 million. We've got another hour yet to go. We've got a lot to get to and a lot of emails, a lot of comments over on the live stream. I want to get to all of that. I promise you, stay tuned. we still got another hour of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.